0: Good afternoon everyone. On the update this Monday, apparently in Union Square it was riot time. A crowd of thousands gathered for a popular live streamer's hype giveaway and it very quickly got out of hand, leading to injuries and arrests. Kai Sinat is also facing charges of inciting a riot and promoting an unlawful gathering after, of course, many of them teenagers, those who gathered, with the promises of giving away electronics, including a new PlayStation. We'll have the latest details. Police have arrested a 17-year-old high school student on a hate-motivated murder charge in the fatal stabbing of a professional dancer during an altercation between two groups of friends at a gas station last weekend the New York Mets apparently cannot buy a win. Kyle Bradish and four relievers combined on a four-hitter, and the Orioles completed a three-game sweep of the Mets. And in just three weeks in the theaters, Barbie is set to sail past $1 billion in global ticket sales, breaking a record for female directors that was previously held by Patty Jenkins. Uh, This is the update. Monday, August the 7th, 2023. Celebrating six years of telling New York's stories. From the Tommy Lynn stage, a magical place not found on any map. This is the update with Brandon Julian. A three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's anything and everything that you need to know. Because anything, truly anything, can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Monday. It is the start of a brand new week for us together around here. I hope all of you really did have a good weekend. You know, I always say this time and time again, but as of right now, I have we've been doing this show now. This, uh, this is so far our seventh year of doing this show. I have covered every single type of story that is humanly imaginable up to this point. I honestly truly think that nothing could ever really shock me at this point in time. But apparently, I get continued to be proven wrong every single day. Uh, Case in point, what happened over the weekend? And uh, just in case, you know, you were unaware of what happened over the weekend, uh, fear not, we've got you covered right now with everything that did happen. Uh, I'm Brandon Julian, of course, folks. Uh, We appreciate you. So much for being here, wherever you may be, and however, of course, you may be listening to us. Uh, Lots of news, of course, to uh, catch you up on. Uh, We are going to begin this Monday, of course, with uh, what happened, you know, down at uh, Union Square, because apparently, in case you missed it, there were thousands of people, that uh, that gathered for um, Kai Sanat. and if you don't know who Kai Sanat is, um, <laughs> if you don't know who Kai Sanat is, um, that uh, that makes two of us. Because no lie for this story, I actually had to um, uh, I actually had to look up who this man actually is. Uh, but yes, apparently in Union Square it was riot time. And there was a crowd of thousands of people who gathered there for um, Kaisenatsu's type giveaway. And it got really, really out of hand. It led to injuries and arrests. And if you watched it on TV, it was truly something to behold. Uh, it showed a surging, tightly packed crowd climbing on those vehicles, hurling chairs, throwing punches, and scaling the structures. That were actually in the park. A number, of poli- a number of people were injured, including some police officers. On his Instagram feed, Sanat had an image promoting a giveaway at 4 p.m. in the park. Police say, uh, well, police arrested more than, uh, they arrested more than 60 people. Uh, but that actually leads to uh, the other part of this tale. And that is that Sanad is facing charges of inciting a riot and promoting an unlawful gathering in this city. Uh, the, that event, as we just mentioned, it produced real chaos. Dozens and dozens of people were arrested. Uh, some jumping atop the vehicles, as we said, hurling bottles, rolling punches. Police released Sanad early on Saturday after was issued a desk appearance ticket which is issued by police to require a suspect to appear in court uh, to answer those charges. Uh, Police say they arrested 65 people, including also 30 juveniles. So we'll have to see what, of course, is the next tale and adventure from all this. In the meantime, on to some of the other news of this Monday... And down the Jersey Shore in Atlantic City, four new wind farms are being proposed off of the Jersey coast. At least two of them would be more than twice as far out to sea as other projects that have drawn the ire of the residents who don't want to see windmills on the horizon. Essen, Germany-based RWE, and New York-based National Grid applied on Friday to New Jersey regulators for a wind farm 37 miles off of Long Beach Island. Chicago-based Invenergy In- and New York uh, Energy RE, they propose a project 40 miles off of Long Beach Island, calling it Leading Light Wind. And the developers of the Atlantic Shore Project are proposing a second project between Atlantic City and Barnegat Light. City uh, Jersey officials said that a fourth application had been received, but they did not release any information about it. In Brooklyn, police have arrested a 17-year-old high school student on a hate-motivated murder charge in the fatal stabbing of a, of a professional dancer during an altercation between two groups of friends at a gas station last weekend police took the teenager into custody on Friday in connection with the killing of 28-year-old O'Shea Ghibli. O'Shea Sibley, I should say, who was gay. Uh, authorities, they declined to release the defendant's name. Uh, Sibley was fatally stabbed in the torso on the 29th at a gas station. His death has sparked outrage and even prompted tributes from celebrities including Beyoncé and also Spike Lee. We've learned that Mark Margolis, who, by the way, indelibly played murderous on, um, excuse me, who indelibly played uh, uh, murderous former drug kingpin, Hector Salamanca, on Breaking Bad and its prequel, Better Call Saul. Uh, He's died at the age of 83 after a short illness, according to his son. Uh, Margolis was nominated for an Emmy in 2012 for Breaking Bad as Hector, the elderly, the elderly Don, who was unable to speak due to a stroke. The elderly son, Don, I should say, who was unable to speak due to a stroke. And communicated via facial expressions and a bar hop bell. Margolis, though, was also known for many film roles, particularly in the, the films of Darren Aronofsky, including Noah Black Swan, the wrestler, and P.I. His early breakout movie role was Mob Henchman Alberto the Shadow in Scarface, which was opposite, of course, Al Pacino. He, of course, will be very deeply he, of course, I should say, will be very deeply missed. To Long Island, we go now out of hot rock where authorities there say a woman whose remains were among the discoveries that became known as the Gilgo Beach Killings has now been identified after 27 years. Suffolk County DA Ray Tyranny announced on Friday that she was 34-year-old Karen Vergata. She had previously been known to the public as Jane Doe No. 7. She disappeared around Valentine's Day in 1996 and was living in Manhattan. Some of her remains were first discovered there on Fire Island. More of her bones were found later near Gilgo Beach in 2011. 2011. Many people might be wondering, you know, the whole timeline of the Gilgo Beach killings. Well, in case you haven't been keeping up with your journalism media, this all started back in 2010, when police searching for a missing woman found 10 sets of human remains in the scrub along a barrier island parkway near Gilgill Beach. Police almost immediately feared that some were left by a serial killer. Over the years, investigators used DNA analysis and other clues to identify these victims, in some cases they were able to connect them to remains found elsewhere on Long Island several years earlier investigators concluded that an 11th woman found dead had accidentally drowned prosecutors of course have charged Rex Hewerman in three of the slayings and the suspect in a fourth but a majority of these killings a majority of the killings still remain unsolved And finally, we're going to go over to Amsterdam, where a freight train derailed upstate, disrupting Amtrak service and prompting authorities to close several roads in the area. A spokesperson for CSX says about 17 cars of a train hauling mixed freight derailed just before 8 a.m. northwest of Albany. CSX says that no crew members were injured and that there's no indication of any leak. Montgomery County Undershow Carl Russ says the majority of the cars that derailed were empty oil tankers. A spokesperson for Amtrak says that all service west of Albany is suspended. Amtrak is working to provide alternative transportation for passengers. Time for us to step aside momentarily. When we return on the update... This Monday, we have a few important messages to tell you from the MTA. Gonna talk some sports and talk about how the New York Mets apparently cannot seem to buy a win. They got swept out of Candom Yards by, dare I say again, the first place Baltimore Orioles. We all know Mickey D's as their famous um, iced tea, or their sweet tea, or whatever the heck you want to call it. Uh, but one employee is revealing how it's made, and they literally say, and I'm quoting them exactly here: "It is quote cans of diabetes." Trust me, I'm not making this up. That's their exact word on uh, that's their exact words on the situation, not mine. And then we're going to talk together, of course, the latest national news. In Washington, the former president's defense attorney says that the former president. Um, never asked Mike Pence to overturn the 2020 election. Gonna talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, when the update of Brad and Julian returns in just a moment. From New York, home of the summer White House, this is the update with Brad and Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit AARP.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Of all the newscasters in New York, I just happen to be one of them. This is The Update with Brandon Julia. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Beginning August 28th through the first half of 2024, F trains will run in the E line in both directions between Rockefeller Center and Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue because of truck replacement along the 63rd Street line. On weekdays, M trains will not run between Rockefeller Center and Forest Hills 71st Avenue. M trains will run between 57th Street on the F line and Metropolitan Avenue. A special F shuttle train will run every 20 minutes between Lexington Avenue, 63rd Street, and 21st Street, Queensbridge, stopping at Roosevelt Island. The shuttle train will not run overnight. Free shuttle buses will run between 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza on days and evenings, and between Roosevelt Island, 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza overnight. Beginning at 5 a.m. on Monday, July 31st, through 5 a.m. on Monday, August 14th, Manhattan-bound 7, N, and W trains will bypass Queensboro Plaza because of accessibility improvements. For nearby service, use the E, M, and R trains at Queens Plaza, which is an accessible station. Beginning Monday, July 31st at 4.45 a.m. through Monday, August 28th at 5 a.m. There will be no D-Train service at Norwood 205th Street because of structural repairs. D-Trains will run between Coney Island and Bedford Park Boulevard at all times. Customers can transfer at Bedford Park Boulevard to a free shuttle bus for service to 205th Street rush hour express service will be suspended. Trains will run local in both directions. There will be no B rush hour service in the Bronx. B trains will run between Brighton Beach and 145th Street. Customers are advised to take a D train for service to the Bronx. Beginning June 26th at 6.15 a.m., through the remainder of 2023. Seven express trains will run only between 74th Street Broadway and Flushing Main Street in both directions because of station enhancement work and escalator replacement. During rush hours, seven express trains will make all local stops between 74th Street Broadway and 34th Street Hudson Yards. Beginning Sunday, February 26th at 5 a.m. until August, Jamaica center-bound J and Z trains will bypass 75th Street, Elders Lane, and Woodhaven Boulevard because of accessibility and station improvements. Skip-stop service will not be running on the Z train. All trains will make local stops. For alternate service, use the Q56 bus making stops along Jamaica Avenue. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, 3, L, F, and M trains is closed at 14th Street 6th Avenue because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, you still will be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.75. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S79 select bus service, pay on board the bus. For all other select bus service routes, pay at the kiosks outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip. The fare on Express Buses is $6.75. Coins are not accepted as a payment on Express Buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. Let's make it clear, folks. Um, I'm not going to try to keep secrets from you. And as the old adage one says, I'm not even going to try to put lipstick on a pig. The New York Mets have been struggling since they basically sold off all their assets um, during, you know, up to the trade deadline. And interestingly enough, they have not won a game, a single game, since this has happened. And that streak continued down in Baltimore against the, dare I say, the first place Baltimore Orioles. They have the most wins out of anybody in the American League. You know, it wasn't all the time that the uh, the Orioles were in the basement of the AL, and this year is definitely proving that in a big way. Uh, <laughs> uh, talking about the Mets this season makes me sad. Well. Oh. Anyway, Kyle Bradish and four relievers combined on a four-hitter, and the Orioles completed the three-game sweep of the Mets with a 2-0 win. Adley Rushman and Orion O'Hearn each drove in the runs for the Orioles, who won for the eighth time in their last ten. Uh, they also managed to win without this close game without using either of their top relievers, giving all-star Yannier Cano and Danny Colombi, Colombi- I will get this right eventually, damn it. (laughs) Danny Columbe, the day off. Felix Batista did pitch the ninth over his 30th save in 35 tries. As I just said, the Mets have lost six in a row since they traded Justin Verlander last week. Uh, Things, though, are not exactly going great for the Yankees either. They are still in last place in the American League East. But there's still a couple games out from a wild-card spot, so they are desperately trying to gain some ground. Jake Myers had two long three-run homes. and the Astros beat the Yanks 9-7 after Carlos Rodon exited early with another injury. We'll actually talk about that in just a second. Jordan Alvarez, Martin Maldonado also went deep to help the Stroh split a four-game set. and the first meeting between the teams, Since the ALCS last October, you know, when the Yankees, uh, when the Astros swept four in a row. Houston, which holds one of the wild card spots in the American League, remained two and a half games behind the Texas Rangers in the AL West. Jeremy Pena scored twice for the Strohs, who have won 11 of the last 15 against the Bombers, including, as we just mentioned, last year's playoff series. Labor Torres homered and reached face five times for New York. The fourth-place Yankees... I'm sorry, it's the fourth-place Yankees. (laughs) They fell four and a half games behind the Blue Jays for the final wild-card spot. And speaking of Carlos Rodon... He exited his start in the third inning with hamstring tightness, and he was replaced by Johnny Brito. After an examination at the stadium by Dr. David Trofa, Rodon will get additional text, uh, tests in the next 24 hours, according to the team. Signed to a six-year, $162 million contract in the offseason, Rodon first missed the first three months of the season with a forearm strain and a bad back. And when he has pitched so far, he has a 7.33 ERA in just 27 innings with New York. Now, folks, when we return on the update this Monday, apparently, if you want to know how McDonald's iced tea is made, apparently, in the words of this employee, I'm reading this directly, it is literally uh, just a can of diabetes. Um... (laughs) I literally don't know how. I don't know how to transition from that. That's literally what this employee said. It's literally a can of diabetes. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy! And then we're going to talk together. Of course, the latest national news in Cedar Rapids, in Iowa, in Decision Twenty Twenty Four, the Republican candidates for president are trying to present themselves as um, as Donald Trump alternatives without acknowledging him. And the new criminal charges against them. Uh, Gonna talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to let you know about this. Where does the time go? I personally really hope I didn't write that line. (laughs) Well, it turns out maybe I actually did. Time continues to move forward, but looking back on the past is always important. It's how we grow as people. Plus, of course, you always have those times when you're like, Oh, yeah, I remember that from way back when. Well, that's what we have for you on the update every weekend and on the select periods, too. Uh, My producers look for any excuse to hold a party, and that's what we have for you, digging into our archives every weekend, playing you the best episodes from our previous years of the update. And every once in a while, we cram the best of an entire year of the update into one episode for your listening convenience. And if you don't know we're having a party, you will after you hear this down by declaring that we're having a big party. (laughs) So, every weekend, listen to the archives of the update to see what you remember from when that episode aired. And, of course, be on the lookout for the best of particular years of the update every so often. Keep listening on the weekends and every now and again because it'll be a party that you personally will never forget. Unless, of course, you can't actually remember it from, you know, the night before. <laughs> Now, the update of Brandon Julian, it'll be right back after, of course, these messages. And uh, my producers actually left some uh, gifts for me under the sofa behind the set. How nice of them, actually. Excuse me. Brandon Julian. You know, folks, during the lighter segments of this show, when I make jokes, I sometimes lie up here. I'm not proud of it. (laughs) But even when I worked, if I told my teenage staff not to lie, I'm kind of lying to them. If you ever work with kids, they know what they say, like, you should never lie to a child. And those people have never worked or had kids. Because when you're working with kids or you've had kids, you lie to them all the time. You're like, you wouldn't like this ice cream. It's very spicy. I'd share with you, but Santa said I can't. Now, why don't you go to sleep so I can wrestle your mom? This is the update with Brandon Julia, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe, and it's the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Page and common sense. Page and common sense. Does Anybody know if there's any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian. Indeed it is, folks. Uh, welcome back to the update Brandon Julian on a Monday, everyone. It's sort of a brand new week for us together around here. Uh, Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. The final full week, not even the full week, the final week of camp is here. I'm actually really excited about Sleepaway Camp that's to come next week. Lots of good years and interesting years of Sleepaway Camp. You know, personally, last year, I don't have a recollection of much of it. Well, I, well, that's not true. <laughs> I have one recollection of Sleepaway Camp, and um, on next week's just next week's shows, I will remember to pronunciate correctly. <laughs> on next week's programs, I'm going to be telling you and taking a look back at the years that I actually do remember of, uh, of Sleepaway Camp throughout the years of that I've been there. I'm not going to be mentioning names of course to protect people's identities and also because I do not want to be accused of giving away trade secrets. <laughs> like I'm not I may be a fool but I'm not an idiot. So, you know, take that advice how you will. <laughs> you know, well, speaking of fools, McDonald's. That was actually not a good transition. I'm sorry. <laughs> You might know, though, I reference McDonald's a lot on this program, because I actually do eat McDonald's. You know, as Jim Gaffigan once said, once I like the silence that comes with that statement. Like, you just found out I got convicted for dogfighting or something. <laughs> How could you, sir? McDonald's. It's not exactly a bad thing, you know. Like, think about this. Nobody ever admits, actually, that they go to McDonald's. You know, they give you this look like, oh, I didn't know I was better than you. But like, nobody admits they go to McDonald's. I mean, but they do. Think about it. They six they sell six billion hamburgers a day. There's like over a how many hundred million people in this country? So it's like, hmm, I'm not a calculus teacher, but... Uh, I think everybody is lying. My personal favorite, before I get to the story that we're supposed to be talking about, (laughs) uh, my favorite at McDonald's are the, you know, the fries. And the chicken nuggets, too. (laughs) You know, if you order fries sometimes, you know, you'll find a loose fry in the bag. You know, the soap will claim the bonus fry. It just comes out of nowhere, too. You think about it, it's like Jesus is up in heaven, like, give him an extra fry. He'll pay it forward. By the way, for some of you who are interested, that's actually how Jesus sounds. Or at least I hope, you mean, you know, you don't want to get up to heaven and be like, oh, so this is what you think what I sound like, huh? Well, why don't we just have a look at the types? That bonus fries though, was always extra long. You always look at it like, how did I miss you? You get your own ketchup packet. The fries though really are amazing. For what, like seven minutes? And then they turn into something that's most likely not biodegradable? Have you people ever tried to put McDonald's fries in the microwave? They become packing peanuts. it doesn't stop you from eating them though you're like these aren't even good anymore (laughs) yeah how about yours yeah yours aren't good either fries can't get cold shakes can't you know fries can't get cold the shakes they can't get warm have you ever tried eating a McDonald's shake after it gets warm reality sets in you know you're like oh like this is even made from milk it's some sort of like chocolate mucus Like, you know, some people are like, I'm sorry, sir, I don't go to McDonald's. I have friends that brag actually not going to McDonald's. I would never eat for McDonald's. <laughs> well, I mean, McDonald's wouldn't want you because you're a dick. <laughs> you know, some people try to justify that, too. Like, McDonald's is really bad for you as high in fat and calories and we don't even know where the meat comes from you're like that's disgusting i'll have a big mac a large fries and a 32 ounce coke you know the outrage at mcdonald's is real too most of the time you're like mcdonald's there's no nutritional value there's no vitamins McDonald's was like, excuse me, we sell burgers and fries. We're not exactly a farmer's market, you know. But, you know, I've learned a lot from McDonald's over the years. You know, I mean, like, we wouldn't know when uh, breakfast ends if there was no McDonald's. I personally would be eating eggs at 5 p.m. in the evening like a moron. Thank you, McDonald's. How are we supposed to know St. Patrick's Day is coming without the Shamrock Shake? Thank you, McDonald's. Without McDonald's, how would I tell the world that I <laughs> give up? But you know, I grew up on McDonald's, and I turned out well. Maybe that's not exactly the best reason. <laughs> but really, if you eat McDonald's, you kind of give it up, just a little, little bit. <laughs> but anyway, back to the main substance of what we were talking about. Uh, you're loving it, but is it actually too good to be true? Uh, there's a McDonald's employee uh, that revealed the fast chain, how the fast food chain's iced tea is made. And she claims it's actually a lot sweeter than you might think. A TikTok user at Gia2Bad, that's the number 2 bad, claims she's letting viewers in on how the beloved drink is made, leaving them stunned at what they've allegedly been consuming. In the now viral video that has garnered over a million views and over 101,000 likes, uh, Gia exposed the restaurants for putting an entire four-pound bag of sugar into their iced tea. She wrote in the text over the video, which showed her emptying a bag of white satin sugar into a bucket of tea and stirring it up, quote, If y'all were wondering why the sweet tea is so sweet at McDonald's, yes, we use a whole bag, sometimes too. she added in the caption. Uh, viewers, though, they rushed to the comments to express their absolute shock over the matter. Uh, one person commented, quote, I've been looking at this for hours another quote, would you like some tea with your sugar <laughs> another old jaw equals drop that's literally cancer another commented i'm about to get diabetes another viewer added i remember i took a sip and almost passed out and like i said i'm going to use the full curses here because we're all friends here there's no language that we haven't heard <laughs> added, for it was so fucking sweet. It was like 10 cans of diabetes. Uh, however, some people in the comments section claim that they don't use this method at their respective McDonald's, noting that different locations have different ways of making the iced tea. Uh, the dietary guidelines for Americans recommended that added sugars should make up less than 10% of total daily calories, according to the FDA. For example, a 2,000-calorie daily diet will permit 200 calories worth of added sugars, so or about 50 grams a day. Uh, the McDonald's website, in case you must know, lists a large sweet tea as having 40 grams of sugar, although employees are suggesting that there is significantly more than that. Uh, the New York Post, the people who wrote this article, they reached out to the fast food chain for comment. Meanwhile, Gia isn't the only McDonald's worker who has claimed that they use four pounds of sugar. To make the popular summer trick. <laughs> I'm sorry, I always have, just have to stop at the four pounds part. A former manager for the Golden Arches eatery said in the TikTok that went viral last year that they do indeed use that much sugar for their sweet tea. Nicole Weiser said for Yahoo's is, Eat This, Not That blog, quote, I was a manager at, Mc- at a McDonald's. I worked there for about three years. Uh, explaining that they kept the sweet tea in a four-gallon red container and the unsweetened tea in a four-gallon green container, she added, "For every four gallons of the red jug, of the sweet tea, there was a full four-pound bag of sugar emptied into it." Well, now you know. The next time you have uh, the next time you have the sweet tea, just know you're ingesting a can of diabetes. Uh, What will go down, though, very easily uh, (laughs) is national news. It's next for us around here, of course, when the update of Raina Julian continues. From New York, the herbal supplement that's not approved by the FDA. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing. Or your daughter's first birthday party. You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quince. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. From New York. Where every house is a haunted house. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian, on a Monday, everyone. Start of a brand new week for us together around here. Uh, Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still uh, being here with us. Uh, Let us talk together, right now of course, the latest national news. And we are going to begin, of course, in Washington, where the former president's defense attorney says that the former president never asked Mike Pence to overturn the 2020 election. Speaking on the Sunday morning news shows, attorney Justin Lauro said that Trump only asked Pence to, quote, Pause the certification to allow time to investigate the concerns about election irregularities. Pence flatly denied that account, saying that Trump wanted him to overturn the voters' will. Something he said he knew it's something that he said he knew to be unconstitutional and un American. Trump was indicted, of course, last week on charges of plotting to overturn the 2020 election. He's pleaded not guilty. Trump's basis allegations about election tampering in 2020 have also been rejected by numerous courts. In other news, we're going to go over to Cedar Rapids in Iowa, where in Decision 2024, the Republican candidates for president are trying to present themselves as Donald Trump alternatives Without acknowledging the GOP front runner and the new cr- federal criminal charges against him, over the course of two hours, seven GOP hopefuls took their stage took their turn on the stage in front of about 800 party activists in the leadoff caucus state. They were all invited to speak at Iowa Representative Ashley Hinson's fundraising barbecue at a Caesar a Cedar Rapids racetrack. But in their pitches to challenge Trump for the 2024 nomination. It was of his indictment uh, on Tuesday on federal charges accusing him of working to overturn the 2020 election results had never even happened. Even from the candidate who, was, who has suggested that the former president quit the race. The Barbie dream is continuing and it's reaching records that have been unseen in quite some time. In just three weeks in the theaters, Barbie is set to sail past a billion dollars in global uh, ticket sales, breaking a record for female directors that was previously held by one that Patty Jenkins. <laughs> uh, Barbie, which Gerwig directed and co-wrote, added another $53 million from nearly 4,200 North American locations this weekend, according to the studio estimates yesterday. Uh, Warner Brothers said that the film will cost a billion dollars before the end of the day. Second place, of course, went to Meg 2, The Trench with $30 million, while Oppenheimer landed in third, in third place in its third weekend, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, muted Mayhem uh, came close behind in fourth place. And in the Motor City in Detroit... The U.S. government's most ambitious plan ever to slash planet-warming greenhouse gas emissions from passenger vehicles faces skepticism about how realistic it is and whether it actually goes far enough. The EPA announced in April new strict emissions limits uh, that it says are vital to slowing the climate change. Uh, They say that the industry could meet the limits if 67% of new-sale vehicles are electric by 2032. The auto industry says that that pace is just unrealistic. Even if the industry boosts EV sales to EPA recommendations, any reduction in pollution could prove more modest than the agency expects. The AP estimates that nearly 80% of vehicles being driven in this country would still run on gas or diesel fuel. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update for Julian returns in just 60 seconds. I've always wanted a neighbor, just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be My neighbor. My neighbor. Mr. Rogers passed along friendship in his neighborhood hoping we would do the same. So let's get started. Friendship. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. As an educator, Mr. Nelson's teachings are still being quoted in schools. Education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. Mr. Nelson taught hope. Everyone can rise above their circumstances if they are dedicated and passionate. And giving our best efforts. It's always impossible until it's done. Mr. Nelson Mandela's teachings, not only united a nation, they inspire us today. Inspiration. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Welcome back to the Update of Radio Joy. And on a Monday, everyone... It's kind of a brand new week for us together around here. Uh, thank you so much, of course, folks, for still uh, being here with us. Uh, you know, folks, we are talking uh, together right now, um, of course, the uh, the, uh, the latest national news. And we're going to go down to uh, Jackson in Mississippi. Uh, the residents of the county were a rogue group of officers carried out a racist assault say a corruption and vi- a corruption of violence exists within the sheriff's office. Six white former law enforcement officers in Rankin County have pleaded guilty to the assault on Michael Corey Jenkins and Eddie Terrell Parker. Some of them belong to a group calling themselves, quote, the Goon Squad. Court documents unsealed by federal prosecutors suggest only some members participated in the raid, the documents say that there are other Rankin County deputies known to federal prosecutors. In other news, we're going to go over to Juneau in Alaska, where well, there are a record number of cruise passengers. They're expected this year in the capital, drawn by the wonders such as the long retreating Mendenhall Glacier. Uh, So many people are expected, so many people are expected, that the city's immediate concern is just how to manage them all. Some residents flee to quieter places during the summer, and a deal between the city and the cruise industry will limit how many ships will arrive starting next year. But climate change is also melting the Mendenhall Glacier. It is receding so quickly that by 2050 it might no longer be visible from the visitor center it once loomed outside. The city is starting to consider what that might mean for tourism in the near future. And finally, this might be the fight that you have all been waiting for. Elon Musk says his potential in-person fight with Mark Zuckerberg would be streamed live on his social media site X, formerly known, of course, as Twitter. The two tech billionaires seemingly agreed to a, quote, cage match face-off last, late in June. Uh, Musk wrote in a post yesterday that the, quote, Zuck v. Musk fight will be live-streamed on X. He added that, quote, all proceeds will go to charity for veterans. Zuckerberg, of course, is trained in mixed martial arts. Whether or not, whether or not I should say, Musk and Zuckerberg actually make it to the ring in Las Vegas is yet to be seen especially as Musk often tweets, or I should say now, Xs, about action prematurely or without following through. Gonna let you guys ponder on this, as we say, in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Uh, Monday, uh, August the 7th, 2023. That is the update on this Monday. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you being here with us. Our Best of Year 2 show drops in a little bit about two weeks from now on the 19th of August. So, you know, set your calendars or your uh, clocks, uh, your calendars or your clocks uh, accordingly. Uh, so until I say welcome to the show once again, uh, in the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that your news folks will be good news. Hi, thank you very much for joining me. Good luck, be safe, and most importantly, folks, please be well. And, uh, honey, why don't you uh, just head home early tonight? We can close that uh, booth behind us and uh, exercise our franchises. <laughs> We're out on the road for the first time in a while tomorrow. Coney Island Family Family Fun Day, where everybody is going to, you know, go out there and have a whole bunch of fun that'll be fun. <laughs> oh, let's talk about that and a lot more too out at Coney Island when I see all of you right back here.